0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am just so excited today because I have one of my most favorite guests on, and I hope my other guests oh are. I can't wait to
1: find out who it is.
0: Oh my God, he's amazing. <laughs> you are going to love him. Unfortunately, he just told me he canceled. So instead, I have NBC Sports Bay Area's Matt Go. Oh, uh,
1: see, you've done that before.
0: I actually haven't done I that I
1: expected this to be like, you know, smart list where you're going to surprise me with a special guest. Because I already mm-hmm. knew that I was on. I just thought there was going to be somebody else, too.
0: Who did you think it was going to be?
1: I didn't know. That's That was the surprise.
0: Could have been Eric Branch.
1: Well, okay. Then you would have only had one guest then. Because <laughs> I would have said, uh, boy, look at the time. I got to run
0: <laughs> Got to go by. Uh, well, this is look at my little my segue. Speaking of got to go by 49ers done, done. They're off. finished with their awesome Bye. program. Bye. They're off for summer vacation. Yay for all of us because we all get a little bit of a break. So they had minicamp this week and Kyle Shanahan canceled last week of OTAs. Now minicamp was early, which I bring up because that means all of us got done a week early, which was kind of nice for us all. But was kind of a, a cool two days. I don't want to talk too much about the quarterbacks because I don't know if you know this, Maddie, but we've been talking about the quarterbacks ad nauseum. And pretty sure Brock Purdy is just going to be starting week one and it's going to be all that chatter and discourse. And there was no need.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. So I guess we're starting to talk about the quarterbacks.
0: Just yeah. No, a bit. Very I, uh...
1: Very no, sure. I agree. I mean, the 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 point that I think the four ers have made all along is that the reason Brock Purdy is "quote unquote" the leader in the clubhouse is because of how he played. Mm-hmm. So, if he can play, I don't see a scenario where another person magically leapfrogs over him to become the starter based on practices, Correct. because that's not how Brock Purdy got the job. He got the job by playing and playing. Exceptionally well,
0: correct. I agree with that assessment. So, therefore, that's our talk about the quarterbacks. That's it. That's it. Okay. I I mean, I think until
1: all right, Tracy, great being on your show.
0: Have a great day. Until we get to training camp, until we have a little more information about how much he can do and when he'll be ready, I think that's kind of the conversation for now. There is a battle for QB2, but. We're going to have lots of time to talk about that in training camp, so I want to move on to a couple of other other things. BetOnline is your number one source for all your championship finals info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs, from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Let's start with Debo Samuel, who is probably about as open with us as I think he's been in a long time, if not ever. Uh, calling his 2022 campaign awful saying he never wanted to put that on tape again. He was going to come back to training camp in great shape. He admitted perhaps his off season issue, la- issues last year with his contract, you know, affected his season, but becomes a big year for Debo Samuel because whether it be next year or the following year, the 49ers might have to make a choice between him and Brandon Ayuk. And I think Debo Samuel potentially recognizes that and this actually becomes a very big year for a guy who signed a very big contract just a year ago.
1: Well, when you say that he was as open and honest as he's ever been with us, I would I would even take it a step further. I think he was as open and honest as anybody has ever been yeah. with us about his own performance not only his own performance but the the lack of conditioning the distractions Mm -hmm. the not preparing the way he should have and so by him putting that out there because that did not come from Kyle Shanahan you know Kyle Shanahan has has said stuff in the past about other players but very clearly those two have had conversations that might have remained forever behind the scenes and not known to anybody until Debo Samuel brought it up. So by him shedding a light on his own underperformance, um, his own uh, lack of attention to detail, however you want to put it, I think what that does is maybe, I don't know if this was his intention or not, but maybe it's just, I mean, he took full ownership of it yeah. and basically was calling on everybody to keep an eye on him and and uh, keep tabs on him and see how he's doing. And you're right. I mean, he's only a year removed from that big contract, and it would be very difficult for the 49ers to move on past him after this year. But it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that, uh, let, let's put it this way. Let's say if Devo Samuel shows up out of shape, doesn't perform as well in this coming season, what do the 49ers do? I mean, they could eat his contract. They wouldn't have to pay him another penny. He'd count a lot of money against next year's salary cap, but they'd also save a little bit of money on the cap. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could make a tough decision after this season, especially if also Brandon Ayuk has the kind of season that he believes he's going to have. And it's just, it kind of seems like the kind of season that everybody around the 49ers believes he's going to have. So I would say that that was the most interesting, noteworthy thing of the 49ers offseason program Mm -hmm. And we never even really saw Debo Samuel on the field other than doing some individual stuff. But just those comments, as well as the throwback to the the quarterbacks, I do think that the vibe around the 49ers is much more positive as it pertains to Brock Purdy being (laughs) the starter uh, to open the season. So I would say those were the two really big things that I think came out of these last few weeks.
0: I agree with that. And you bring up Brandon Ayuk, and I guess I kind of brought up Brandon Ayuk, too. And you're right, around the 49ers, there's there's quite a vibe around Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Debo had one of the great quotes of the week with man, you can't guard that boy in a phone booth right now. Diamador Lenore said on Wednesday he thinks he'll be a top five receiver in the league. Brandon Ayuk said last week that he thought his season last this his 2022 thousand yard season was was fine, but now he's getting ready to take off. So I I think talk about someone who really he had a very public issue with Kyle Shanahan. And really turned it around, which I think is impressive. And it's gonna be kind of cool to see what he does this coming year.
1: Yeah, I think Brandon Ayuk deserves a lot of credit. And I also think that the Fortnite's coaching staff deserves a lot of credit because mm-hmm. you know some guys you can push and it doesn't work. You know, other guys you let them figure it out on their own and it doesn't work. Whatever they did with Brandon I, I think they had a really good relationship with him mm-hmm. because you know, I don't, you know, it was it was clear that, you know, there was a disconnect there or or certainly that there was an issue with Brandon Ayuk not doing what the 49ers coaching staff wanted him to. And I remember doing one of those shows. This was in the heart of this. This was like week two or three of that season, mm-hmm. the 2021 season. And I was called upon to do one of those sit down interviews with Shanahan on a Thursdays for NBC Sports Bay Area. I think it's called uh, 49ers Game Plan. So I, it's about a 15 minute interview. And after we got done with that, uh, I was walking off with Kyle toward his office and Brandon Ayuk was just kind of standing right there, like waiting for, for me to finish my small talk or whatever with Shanahan and and shanahan noticed him and said oh hey you know i gotta go but you know whatever talk to you later and i i watched those two and it was clear like this was like i don't know this must have been like an hour and a half after practice and brandon and i tracked down the head coach and Mm -hmm. i didn't watch them talk but i saw the first whatever 15 30 seconds of it from you know as i walked away And it just kind of struck me seeing the body language of both guys that Mm -hmm. like there was no hard feelings like, you know, there was just a really good open line of communications where I felt comfortable talking to him. Uh, You know, Kyle will be Kyle all the time. And so it was right around that time where. Shanahan even kind of foreshadowed it like, oh, his work ethic is so much better. He's doing all the things we asked. And there was about a, th- I don't know, what would you say? Like two, three, four week lag before we started seeing it yeah. uh, come to fruition on Sundays. But after that, I mean, he, he took off and he's been a really good player, really good player from about the midpoint of the 21 season mm-hmm. until, you know, through all of last year.
0: And I think that Brandon described it as after that Arizona game, the team was three and four at that point. So you're about kind of midway, uh, especially that year they were still doing sixteen games of memory serves correctly. Uh, so that was that's right, yeah. No, they had
1: seventeen. This is the second 17, oh, okay. seventeen.
0: Okay, so it's just below. So twenty. It
1: was sixteen plus one.
0: 16 I think that's one. what. You, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> math is hard, and yeah, you know, no. I, <laughs> math is hard. There's my Barbie voice. Um, Never. But nonetheless, Brandon said they had a come to Jesus moment after that game. he said that was it was after that week. And he was very open about it. The wide receiver room is getting very open with the media. I like it. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. He was very open about that. And you're right. Since then, he's been like a different guy. And I think it does. It is a great credit to him, which is now going to segue me to my next person I want to talk about. I just I don't want to brag, but I feel like I'm killing the transition game today. Well, first, let me tell you what well, I'm talking first
1: about. first off, whenever you have to point out that you're killing the transition <laughs> game, uh, therefore, that kind of limits or kind of <laughs> makes the transition a little bit more clunky. So therefore, the definition of nailing the transition game I've is not to point out that you're nailing the transition game.
0: No, I felt like I need to point out. And I think it's okay. made this whole I right. made this whole conversation just a little bit more fun. So the next person I'm going to talk about is someone that last year in training camp, you, Matt Mayoko, said... To Kyle Shanahan, what would you like to see out of Deomador Lenore and Ambry Thomas? And mm. he said, I'd like to see them have a chance to make the team. What he said. D'Am- both made the team. Uh Ambry, I think, is is a different conversation, but Deomador Lenore had a pretty good season last year. We spoke to him yesterday and he was he was pretty open with us as well. And we, we spoke to him, but he came in and it looked, his rookie season, he started strong, really fell off. He told us last year, a lot of personal things went on. He had to come in for Emmanuel Mosley week five. It was up and down, but ultimately the, the 49ers were were pretty happy with him, uh, happy enough that they let Emmanuel Mosley leave in free agency. And he came in and he talked about his season and he, he pointed out three specific catches, including that Devontae Adams catch in the Raiders game, where he felt that, he was just not at his best and where he made mistakes and talked about what he needed to do better. But this is another player that I think we saw make a huge leap and who has the potential to be very important for San Francisco this year.
1: So I think that we there's this pattern that we see over and over and over again. Sometimes when a guy comes in and has success as a rookie, they head into the offseason and they kind of think they have it all figured out. And it it completely backfires. I mean, we've we've seen it. We've seen it with several players. You know, I can think of, uh, you know, maybe Dante Pettis, um, Akela Witherspoon. um, And I think of Ambry Thomas, too. I mean, remember how he ended the 2021 season? He was playing some pretty good football. You know, he had the interception at the end of that. The uh, week eighteen game that uh, enabled the 49ers to make the playoffs, and so then there there's this, uh, and whether it's it's conscious or not, a lot of times you know they especially that first off season, first off season for NFL players, it can go both ways. A lot of coaches talk about how that's when you make your greatest improvement. Mm-hmm. I also think it might be when you make your greatest deprovement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that a word, deprovement?
0: I think so. It is now.
1: Yeah. So, and I think, so I, what, what happened with Ambry Thomas and D'Amador Lenore is those guys went in different directions. Mm -hmm. You know, Ambry Thomas ended that his rookie season very strong. My dogs
0: are barking because he went to Michigan. So they just, you know, they just want to throw that out there.
1: Okay. I thought you were going to say that he came back and had a dog of a season (laughs) in 2022 (laughs) what and, a <laughs> hey, yo, uh, and, then, and then, uh, Dale Lenore was the exact opposite. He started off strong mm-hmm. good training camp, won the nickelback job early in the season, uh, had some struggles on the field, had, um, some struggles off the field, as well as some other, you know, personal matters that, uh, were, were front and center in his mind. And he ended the the 21 season on the inactive list and, and mm-hmm. not really a factor. He came out of nowhere last year and really established himself as a frontline player. And I, I just remember those practices he had against Minnesota, where mm-hmm. you know he's going up against some top flight wide receivers and more than held his own. And then when Mosley went down, you know, it's like, oh boy, is that is that gonna kind of ruin the 49 er season? And yeah, you know, I, I don't think that Lenore from beginning to end was as good as Mosley, but mm-hmm. the way he finished was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't even I mean, he was, uh, I, I didn't know the Cowboys made one big play against him. C D Lamb did. Mm-hmm. But in three postseason games, Lenore had two interceptions. Um, he just didn't give up much at all. Mm-hmm. And so I get the sense that, you know, his mind is is clear. It's right. He got a glimpse of what he can be. And he seems to be working hard. He's feisty. You know, he. I know he yeah. calls himself the hyena. He's going to get the tattoo on his back and all that. But in practices, the practices we saw, I mean, he was as aggressive and as hardworking as any player on the field. So I think that bodes well for the 49ers defensive backfield uh, with Lenore as a starter and, you know, a rising player to our various award. He's a, a guy that 49ers don't have to worry about. And now it's a matter of finding those backup players. And it, let's see if Ambry Thomas can, can get things squared away. Or, I mean, it, you know, it could go both ways with Ambry Thomas. He could be their number three cornerback this season and mm-hmm. when called upon be very good or he might not be on the team.
0: He might not. And I think thus far he's looked better. It's so, I mean, an OTAs is in a mini camp who can really tell, but thus far he's looked better. And I think thus far, my understanding, the team is pleased with how he's come back, but we got a long way to go. And so, you know, we'll see, was last year a big wake up call for him because You know when you go from that interception it's so funny with young players like that depending on the personality sometimes that that interception can be the best thing or the worst thing that happens to you and in his case it may have been the worst
1: well i don't know if it was the worst because if he doesn't make that interception that means maybe he gets beat deep and they lose the game
0: okay that's that's true but i mean from a future
1: and then he's out of a job and any time that you and i talk about ambry thomas we'll be talking about how he blew the 2021 season
0: (laughs) Okay, maybe not worse. Worst is strong, but I think perhaps
1: he didn't. He didn't use it in the right way.
0: There like, we go. Like See, this he, is where he, I have used, you on yeah,
1: using that as a springboard. He used it as I don't know what would be the equivalent of some water, something bad happening. The plank that he walked on, I don't know.
0: <laughs> that seems extreme.
1: Yeah, that does seem.
0: <laughs> it was. It wasn't a springboard. He maybe he used it to rest on his laurels a little bit. Would that be a right way to put it? Maybe? Yeah.
1: And again, like, you know, I, I kind of go back. We don't know what he's thinking or, you know, how things I, I, it's still kind of a mystery to me what happened. And because you would have thought that the way the season ended, he would have been just absolutely the clear number three, Yeah. Um. you know, when they, you know, m- Mosley was returning, they bring in Charverius Ward. And, you know, I would have thought that, you know, maybe he took that, m- maybe that really didn't sit well with him. You know, maybe he felt like he ended that rookie season well enough that they didn't have to go out and get another cornerback, and they certainly did. I remember at one point even thinking, "Whoa, I wonder who the other cornerback is going to be in the starting lineup." You know, Mosley or Ambry Thomas, and you know, you don't have to think too long about that to realize that uh, you know it's it's probably going to be Mosley. But maybe, maybe he just—I don't know. Maybe maybe he just took that the wrong way. I don't know.
0: You know what? It might be one of life's great mysteries, or maybe not life's, but one of a mystery, but we'll see what happens in this coming season. And if he kind of goes the Diamandor Lenore route this year, and I think there's also something to be said, and you did kind of touch on this is that, you know, you come off that rookie season and you don't really know. And they had a weird, the year he was drafted, he and Lenore and Lance, all that, that whole class was still like a weird off season. It wasn't the same and kind of understanding what you need to do and how your off season preparation affects your season and all of that.
1: Yeah, but that's why this is a mystery to me, is because Ambry Thomas did not, you know, he did the COVID opt-out of 2020. He came to the 49ers not real strong. There was a lot of room for improvement from him for just being around, you know, like getting Mm -hmm. in the weight room and working on his body. But then it was the first year where he had the good season. And then the second year, when you think he would be set up to be a lot better, stronger, more able to deal with the the physical uh side of this of the job that's when he disappeared so anyway
0: well maybe that mystery gets solved this year something to look forward
1: to i guess we could ask him
0: we could not right this (laughs) second because he's not on the pod but i but yes we definitely definitely could ask him uh before i let you go because you are a busy man with many things to do I would love you to share with us what is a storyline coming up, looking at a training camp that you're most excited about?
1: Uh, Other than quarterback.
0: And other than obviously the great Jake Moody, who I'm just going to throw out on Wednesday, hit a 63-yard field goal. I attracted at the 100 yards. I was told it was 63. I I still think it was 100. But so Uh, other than the great Jake Moody.
1: Was it with the wind? Great
0: Roddy Bell.
1: Was it with the wind?
0: What? Was it with the the wind? no it was perfect uh, i mean maybe i don't know it was perfect as all okay
1: all right uh <laughs> i guess the the thing to be tracking would be
0: yeah other than uh, quarterback something different
1: yeah yeah no i think the the only real thing i see that i'm kind of skeptical about with the 49ers other than how the whole quarterback thing is going to shake out would be the pass rusher opposite of nick bosa okay um you know, who's that going to be drake jackson looked you know he looked physically. he looked great during mm-hmm. the offseason program and you know he's been living at the facility living in the weight room but you know they don't you know last year yeah you know, samson and Ebacom yeah he was fine charles amenehu yeah he was fine Char- uh jordan willis yeah he was fine but none of those guys really stood out and nobody none of those guys ever i don't think ever created any kind of you know struck any kind of fear in opposing offenses mm-hmm. you know teams only had to worry about bosa as far as the, you know, the outside pass rush. So it's, it is, you know, is Drake Jackson going to be the guy that goes up there? I mean, he should, if you are a really good pass rusher on this team, outside pass rusher, you should be able to roll out of bed and get 10 sacks because you're going to be singled up, you know, darn near hundred percent of the time with both mm-hmm. on the other side. So to me, that's it. And then it's also as a, as a second prong of that, it's, Do those guys opposite of Bosa, are there enough of them? Do they show enough where the 49ers don't have to go out? Or do they consider going out and getting one of those veteran pass rushers who's still out there on the market?
0: I like it. Mine is, uh, is it wide receiver? I mean, aside from obviously Debo and Ayuk, it's interesting. You have Juwan Jennings on a one-year deal. it what restricted free agent next year. Ray Ray McLeod on a one-year deal. You know, is this a season? Danny Gray makes the jump, kind of the jumps that we had, talked about with some of the other players earlier, does Ronnie Bell make the 53 and make a push for that position? And I think wide receiver kind of becomes a a low key, very interesting position group really for all of the reasons that we've discussed.
1: Yeah, I agree. No, I think that's, you know, you you have your first two who are obvious and then it's kind of by, I think uh, John Jennings has a pretty clear, you mm-hmm. know, edge over the others. But then it's like, who else factors into the mix? And yeah, no, I see uh, Ray Ray McLeod and Ronnie Bell kind of competing for that same spot. Mm-hmm. And then Danny Gray's kind of the outlier with that speed. And, you know, the one thing about Danny Gray, he didn't do anything as a rookie, but I've never heard a bad word about him. like, far as work ethic, yeah, he yeah. was, you know, there's a lot of stuff that just didn't click and you could see it, you know, lining up in the wrong formation. Just you know, his head swimming with all the stuff he has to to learn, and I'm not sure how much stuff they had him doing at SMU, but uh, it it sounds like he's made strides, and and certainly a lot more passes were coming his way during the OTAs than I've ever seen before. So I, I take that as a good sign.
0: And what I think is interesting is it's not even so much about this season, but what goes on with the wide receiver group this year affects yep. the next several seasons uh, dramatically. So that's what we got. Summer all vacation right. time. Maddie, thank you for joining us. Please let everybody know where they can find you. Uh,
1: right here. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean just in general, like uh-huh. give away my home address or what? What do you? <laughs> no,
0: no, maybe your handle, Twitter. Oh, okay, Instagram. yeah, yeah. So,
1: uh, well, thank you, Tracy. By the way, your your transitions were just spot on today. <laughs> um, and so uh, I am at uh, MayoCo, just like it sounds. M A I O C C O, N B C S. That's uh, what does that stand for? uh nbc sports i guess nbcs you know that's on twitter that's on instagram uh what else i think i'm also on facebook i post all my stories there so anyway thanks so much for having me on your show always my pleasure
0: absolutely you guys we are brought to you by fivo we are brought to you by vet online if you like what you heard and i know that you did because how could you not maddie was on the show please leave us a five-star rating and a super positive review and with that i'll talk to everybody next time bye y'all